Welcome to the Rendezvous Podcast. I am your host, Ariana Shears, and I am so elated to have you all here today because, of course, you know I have a guest. And this guest is honestly a riot. (laughs) She's a riot. And it was very important to have this conversation with Miss Tamara Times because she does not think like your average bear, okay? (laughs) And it's really important for me to have people on the podcast who not only have differing opinions or have outspoken ideas, but people who have met with their destiny. So as you know, it is called The Rendezvous Podcast and our tagline is A Date With Destiny. So it's becoming more important to me to really dive in and show you all what it means to be in purpose, to be searching for your purpose, to have an understanding of who you are and the obstacles that can come up when you are on this journey. It is not easy, okay? And Tamara is going to show us and tell us why that is a fact. (laughs) So welcome to the Rendezvous Podcast, Tamara Times. Welcome. Boots and kids. (laughs) Inside joke. (laughs) Tamara, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I want to tell the people's nim uh, that shout out to uh, to Minister Cassandra Jolliffe. That's uh, one thing that she says a lot. And I'll also, I don't need to get her on the show. Let me write that down. Um, she says that all the time. The people's nim. The people's nim. <laughs> so audience, I want to tell you a little bit about Tamara. Um, she is an educator. And which district are you in currently? St. Louis City Public Schools. Yes, St. Louis City Public Schools. And she is qualified to do as such. She has a Bachelor of Education degree in music education. A little side note, we're in an acapella group together. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Poetic sounds, sharp poetic sounds. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and right now, she currently teaches ninth and 10th grade remedial math and remedial English. And so... What I appreciate about Tamara is that she's very involved. You're going to find that out later on (laughs) how involved she really is, okay? But we won't say anything incriminating. That'll get you fired. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I do that on my own. Yes. So one thing that I appreciate is that you are also a part of an organization um, called Educators for Social Justice. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization? Um, It's comprised of educators from all across the state, um, St. Louis City, um, Kansas City, uh, St. Charles, educators, principals, um, some superintendents, um, actually. Yeah. Um, And we have educators, educator um, staff that have gotten together uh, shortly after um, Michael Brown we all know that uh, St. Louis was the um, the genesis of, of, of that uh, situation. So we all decided to get together and to see how we could effectively teach and help uh, the community um, with all of the changes in education that was going on, you know, honestly surrounding that that situation. So that's how... Um, we we all have gotten together and it's been um, amazing. Every mm. year it grows. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. How active would you say that the organization is within the St. Louis or is it only, well, it's not only St. Louis, but um, how active is the St. Louis chapter? Well, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, because there's also educators of social justice in Illinois um, and in Arkansas. Um, We also tried, when we have our conferences um, every year, we did not have a conference last year. This year was a virtual conference. Hopefully Mm -hmm. we will go back to having actual um, conferences. Um, But um, St. Louis City and County 
um, in St. Charles County is they're very involved. All districts oh, are very that. involved. All. I love that. And yeah. so speaking of being involved, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I would love the um, the audience to know is that you also had two radio shows. Yes. <laughs> yes I Give us those names. Um, well, um, both on both stations, it was uh, called Political Minds Online. Mm. Um, and um, the first one was on a 1490 WFNU that was in 2015 and uh, the second time I was um, allowed to to have my show on the air was I think uh, KFNS uh, 590 AM. Uh, Both of these are AM stations. I like but here's the beautiful part about this you no longer have these why? Well, um, <laughs> I was canceled and not in the uh, metaphorical sense that we talk about now. I was literally canceled. Like I went to the to the building and I was like, hey, my card won't work. <laughs> like, they didn't like even give you the decency nope. to tell you up front. Nope. That's, <gasps> you that's, found out the same day? I found it like it was. So the, the first show I had, it was just myself and mm-hmm. people calling in and um the late great onion horton i don't know are you familiar with onion horton i am not he is um just the godfather of politics of mm. history and and black politics uh, god rest his soul um but um he was the one that encouraged me to to have a show him and i had differing views but he was always talking about reading and 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 different types of things and what us as african americans should do more mm-hmm. we and don't get we, into it yeah <laughs> and we agreed on that so he was the catalyst for me having that at because he had a show mm-hmm. but he was fired from all the shows so oh wow. i was so you were in good company yeah i was in good company <laughs> so yeah that's that's how it was i would um say things um Unapologetically, I would yeah. say. And She's being modest, guys. She would stir the people up. She would cause controversy. Yeah. <laughs> Make the people mad. And I wouldn't apologize for it. But I, the the first time I was canceled, and this was crazy. I didn't think that was going to get me canceled um, because the the producer of the show was like, yeah, you know, you're bringing in, you know, yeah. ratings. Was I said, Nelly... Nelly, you know, the rapper Nelly, he mm-hmm. didn't deserve a street. Mm-hmm. And I still say that he doesn't. Michael. Yeah, I understand. Um, so, like, people were upset about that. Um, and I don't Enough know. Enough to cancel you? I get, well, and what I said was, because they were like, he does, he's got a school. Well, <laughs> I school. really don't think he deserves a school. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, I I thought that was great, but the yeah. school is now defunct, and it was oh. a, a, a for-profit school. So, but oh, I, okay. I'm not saying he's not doing anything. Yeah. Oh, you're talking it. about the the one downtown. The, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But he didn't deserve a street. Like, who does deserve a street? Is right. uh, people like you know Josephine Baker, uh, Red Fox. Yeah. Um, 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 Dick Gregory, people like that. Yeah, yeah. Nelly is a rapper. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I will say, guys, I want to tell you right now, what I appreciate about all the conversations that Tamara and I have is we do not always agree. Right. I would say it's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> I, you know, I'll give us a little more. It's probably 60-40. 60-40. We be, it's like we'll be on the same street, but we're on different sides. Right. <laughs> we in the neighborhood, but on different streets. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, that's what I appreciate because even when... I don't necessarily think the same thing that you think. Mm-hmm. I like to hear right. how you got there yeah. or your perspective because yeah. then it allows me to, number one, assure that I do believe what I believe. Right. And then right. number right. two, right. it right. brings a different perspective that I may not have thought about, right. which can also aid me to leaning a different direction. Right. So kudos right. for making people mad. <laughs> I wish it was more accepted, which is why I think you would do very well. I'm saying this on the air, having your own podcast. Okay? You heard it here first. 
<laughs> so moving right along, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I appreciate, and I keep saying that there are several things I appreciate about having you on in your perspective and your life and everything. I feel like once, um, not even once, Currently, I believe you may be very much one of the unsung heroes within your community, within your base of people, um, mainly because as an educator, you ruffle feathers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yes. A lot of times. Tell me what, No, now that you are an educator, mm-hmm. what made you want to be one? Because I'm sure, well, actually, no, maybe you thought that you would um, be the type of educator that rub people the wrong way. No, I, um, what's, what started was my um, ex-fiance who uh, passed away. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, he, um, I was a stay-at-home mom. Right. So I was a stay at home mom and I was homeschooling and, and, um, you know, taking care of him, taking care of my son. And um, I would get together like the the other homeschool children that were like with my son and the ones that could sing. I would get them together and like make these little songs up and I would get, you know, the other homeschool moms, Mm -hmm. get them together, the ones who could sing. You know, we would have these like little shows. And so I would teach them like harmonies and stuff like that. And so um, Todd, my ex-fiance, was like, you know what, that's you need to you need to go to school and and do this. And I'm like, no, you know, I already have a degree. I had an associate's degree. Right. I just had an associate's degree in business. Not just, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I have all the degrees I need. He's like, (laughs) no, no, you don't. You really need to to go to school for this. And so um, he he started that, um, you know, that whole process. Um, um, He passed away. So the financial part of it was I got a scholarship. I got an A plus music scholarship. Um, the uh, VA, um, uh, the GI Bill, um, assisted with um, with payments and, and stuff like that, and it was a hard road because you know after that happened, I you know was out of commission for like uh, six months for a semester. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know I got back on the horse, you know started working, and so graduated, and that's that's what made me yeah. want to become a teacher. Um, the disruptive part was because <laughs> once I got into teaching, I found out that the the education system is for the parents. Ooh, please elaborate. Um, so parents, parents construct, um, whether they know it or not, they construct um, the curriculum of what they're children should and should not learn or what should be taught or how the school should be ran and a lot of parents have no idea what they're talking about that's the whole point of us getting the education and the training Mm -hmm. but in some areas the parents the parents control like okay this is what I want my child to learn this is this is how you know it should be even though some of the parents are not good parents. Yeah. So um, depending on the area, depending on the funding mm, that... Talk about it, funding. Yeah, depending on the funding that the, the particular district receives, that's how the curriculum is is administered. That's how um, policies are administered. And sometimes that it, it's not for the child. Yeah, so when I was, you know, preparing for this episode, one thing that I I wanted to understand a little bit better, and honestly I came to a big old fat dead end, um, was PTO versus PTA. And so my understanding now is that PTA is Mm membership-based and formal, whereas PTO is more so... um, I guess you could say district led or district involved. Yeah. Would you say that the PTO slash A has more to do with how the curriculum is structured or is it just some of these rogue or one off families that are like, you know what? I got a friend. Yeah. In in the Senate. 
yeah, or, or is it, you know, the group. Yeah, and it's it's it, it it's the group. So with PTO and PTA, it's more so parental, more parental involvement. And in, and I will say this in white schools, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest and say that there there is not much parental involvement, unfortunately, in black and brown schools. And I really wish that that would change. Because the district you're in is predominantly black right yeah 98% black wow yeah yeah 98% black and when we have our parent teacher conferences um, when we want to reach out to the parents we have to bribe them Mm. and what I mean by that is we have funding so we get funding from the government to um, have like gas cards or um, Popeye's chicken cards, this is true, or Kentucky <laughs> Fried Chicken cards or McDonald's cards to incentivize the parents wow. to come. And a lot of times they still won't come. We will have like a maybe a 5% turnout. Wow. On and average. On average. You know, and a lot of times they don't even, they're just like, you know, I need my card. <laughs> but, mm. however, there are a lot of the parents that do come and they really want to know how to do better for their child like you know they were raised in a in a dysfunctional environment and I talk to them as if they're my family members yeah when my students I tell all of my parents when your child is with me for that hour and a half they're children I'm going to treat them as if they're my child. So I sit down and have candid conversations with them. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not supposed to. Well, you've shared some of the candid yeah, conversations. I'm, <laughs> I'm not supposed to, but I do. Because for that hour and a half, mm-hmm. they are their children. Yeah. I don't care if they're 17. Some of them have jobs. Some of them babies. have babies yeah i don't care about any of that they are children the operative word is they are children and i'm going to treat them like that but that speaks to you as a servant like this entire episode is focusing on what it looks like when Mm -hmm. you number one have a servant's heart number two when you're dedicated to what you're called to be Mm -hmm. and i also know that you have um interest in politics yes very strong interest given your radio um your radio shows why do you think or what do you think is most important when people understand the education system and politics what's most important for them to understand about the intertwining of the two um getting involved in politics that shapes how that shapes um the landscape or the foundation of the child's education yeah so if you don't vote Um, First of all, let's just start on the local level. Let's just start with school board. If you don't vote, there are elections for school board members. Mm. And so if you have no interest in your child's, you know, or or who's running for school board, you will get someone who might not be in the best interest of your child. But you can't blame anyone but yourself because you You allow them to, to come in. So politics and education, they they intersect and you have to you have to get involved you just have to yeah I find it interesting that now I honestly can't tell the difference between conservatives and democrats in most spaces oh because I know people who say yes I'm a democrat but they're wildly conservative and then also people who claim that they're conservative but are uniquely liberal so I don't really that is always interesting to me because people vote based off of what they think their interests are when really they're kind of handing over the freedom so to speak or the reins to someone who has no interest in what they are involved in at all um I would say I would have to uh strongly disagree with yes that. come on <laughs> this is what I was waiting on <laughs> <laughs> disagree <laughs> with me <laughs> you're fun to disagree with all of my other disagreements end with me being called a name but um, oh goodness <laughs> no you'll only be called your name <laughs> thank you so much that's why I love you so much <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the reason why is because um, 
So I come from a family that was deeply involved in politics. My whole, my grandfather was first uh, black alderman, um, first black mayor of the small town that I'm from. Mm-hmm. My mother and father were actually um, a part of the original Black Panthers. Like I have pictures Come of them with um, marching with Huey P. Newton, um, Chairman Fred before he was um, assassinated. Uh, you know, Marcus Garvey, my grandfather, I have pictures of him on the um, the uh, Pettus uh, Bridge mm-hmm. with uh, John Lewis. Um, and so, days. yeah, yeah. Um, so I come from that world. Mm-hmm. So when I, I think as far as as you you can be a Democrat but still have I would say conservative values yeah. like me I'm a Democrat I'm a staunch liberal <laughs> right yeah. but I agree that um, housing you know there there has to be you know there we, we have to have common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to have common sense with that. Healthcare should be free. We're the only country where healthcare is not free. Okay. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. That's where the progressive side comes in. I totally yeah. agree that education should be free. Yeah. We're the only country where you have to pay for higher education. However, there's a caveat to that. Um, as far as government spending. I, I think that us as Democrats, we 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 spend too much on social programs, yeah. like you know the SNAP program, the housing program. You know we need to to focus on education. Mm-hmm. Um, so you must be a very big fan of Betsy DeVos. <laughs> she, yeah, well, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, I said I, that intentionally, right? <laughs> right. I, I, you know, but then again, that's that's what happens when um, people don't vote. Yeah, that's that's what happens. You know, you got you you have someone who is definitely not. She had no idea, so she didn't even know what the Essie program is, which is the Every Student Succeeds. Act, which is something that Obama put in place mm-hmm. to replace uh, No Child Left Behind, which was not working. She had no idea what that was. Mm. Yeah, she was the Secretary of Education, but that's what happens when you don't vote. Interesting. Yeah. What I find um, now regarding politics is a lack of listening. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are pointing fingers and yeah, yeah and choosing to die on hills for their own personal gain which was I feel like there was always a portion of that if not mainly that but now because of um, I don't know how to call him because of 45 um, there was a, a spotlight put on all of the cracks within government and of course people knew I'm sure you, you've been knowing okay? yeah. but people like myself it was like mm, out of sight out of mind I care but I don't know what to care about or when to care about it or how to care about it so to see oh wow our country is going to hell in a handbasket yeah oh oh i should pay attention i should kind of know what's going on and i started voting locally more i started paying attention to different people that were running um so it 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 birthed an interest in me but it also showed me on a on a cellular level the hearts of people are until they are actually healed until they actually are taking a a stock in who we are as people Mm -hmm. we're just gonna keep having issues because now we're choosing based off of our innate sin now we're choosing based off of well i like guns so i vote for you I would prefer to, you know, have illicit sex with everyone and, and, you know, do all the things that I can do. I like abortion. Nothing. I have nothing against people who choose because that is your choice. I am totally pro choice because everything is a choice. Yeah. yeah, Even choosing life is a choice. Right. Right. right, So and that's not just, you know, we're putting that there just for that sake. Yeah. Um, But I say that to say that I find that that right there is a really big issue that until that is addressed um, I don't really think we're going to get anywhere because then we'll just 
constantly be treating a symptom versus going to the root of the problem. Um, so there is a clip that I want us to share. Um, it is by Jordan B. Peterson. I know very minimal <laughs> about this man, but you have read books. Yeah. Can you tell me um, just a little bit from what you know about him? Um, what is What does he stand for? What is he about? Um, well, he 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 is a conservative. Um, I know that he's from uh, England. He's from uh, England, the UK. <laughs> so you know, he's part of the conservative party, um, and you know, he's part of the United States. But his views and values align. His ideologies, rather, align with that of conservatism, but not the Trumpian conservatism. Like, yeah, I think that's a different party. Yeah, there's Democrats, yeah. there's Republicans, and then there's Trump. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with his uh, perspective on like values, PC culture. Which is? Um, political correctness okay. uh, culture. Like when, when someone, and this mostly happens on college campuses, you know, when someone might not use the term binary um, which I don't even know what that. I mean, I know what it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to mean, but I don't know what that I'm is. Because I'm sure they trained you in the education system. Yeah, but yes. I still, like, I don't, yeah, I don't subscribe to that. So I, you know, if someone doesn't use that term, then mm -hmm. they're a bigot. Right. right. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of things that are happening regarding um, a gender, sexuality, yeah. um, conformity, etc. that I personally don't agree with, not because I don't agree with the people. Um, and that's a, I feel like I'm, I keep talking up an episode that I might have to do here soon um, regarding all of this. But um, I don't disagree with the person as a human, yeah. but the ideology behind, if you don't think like me, you're wrong. Yeah. That I, I, I wholly and, don't agree with. And that's what he um, speaks about in a lot of his articles and, and books um, even in his debates I don't agree with everything that he says because yeah. he is for you know uh, lowering taxes for corporations and and um, well, let's not do that well it's already <laughs> been done I understand <laughs> and we're trying to get it to where under Biden President Biden mm -hmm. we're trying to get it to where that's rolled back but yeah um, we'll see. <laughs> well, the Dem we we have the power right now, but right. But, but will we wield it? Well, you, that's, that's that's the progressive the, the progressive unit. Yeah, is holding out. See, if we, exactly. you know, they're they're holding out, and it's we're we're in this this tug of war of well, this isn't progressive enough, or it doesn't uh, fund Cory Bush. You know, Representative Cory Bush, she said that it's not black enough for her. That's why she doesn't want to vote. See, so. that goes right into the clip. And you'll once you hear the clip, mm -hmm. um, we'll understand. Now, the clip is broad in terms of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But once we hear some of the language that he uses and some of the points that he makes, um, I think it'll tie in very beautifully. Um, DJ, spin that. <laughs> DJ. to sow discord. This of our refusal to see, the enemy is that which divides to sow discord. The enemy is the pride and the fear that stops us from lending a hand across the divide. The enemy is the great and eternal adversary of mankind. And if we demonize our brothers, our comrades in arms, do we not precisely call that dread spirit forth? Have we not yet learned? Courage, trust, truth, love, even unto your enemy, which is yourself. So 
automatically when I that's that is from his uh, video a wing and a prayer and it's mm-hmm. a little over five minutes long almost six minutes and it's almost uh, poetic it's almost like a chastisement but it's also a call to action a call mm-hmm. to love mm-hmm. um, a couple of things that he mentioned in there was we need to focus and I'm paraphrasing uh, mm-hmm. focusing on reaching across the divide yeah one big thing that you've talked about strongly is the divide between parents and teachers yeah as someone who knows that you're like called to serve and called to to be in this space politically and relationally within the education system how can how can we reach not only our you know lawmakers but going in the home how can we reach the parents to get not only more involved in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. like voting and whatnot but how can we get parents to be more involved in the kids because that's the first governmental body that we can see this pride and this fear and and not a an encouragement for the courage and the trust and the love and the truth that he's talking about and a lot of this enemy rhetoric that he's talking about starts mm-hmm. at home it does it does so from for me um and this is what what we attempt to do in Educators for Social Justice is we attempt to educate the parents to get the parents involved um, and to educate them on the laws, right? That's what we try to do. Mm, Um, But sometimes that doesn't work. So to get to the root, um, as my grandparents used to say, to get to the root, I think we need to start with the children themselves to say, hey, um, because uh, side note, what's what's going on is the reason why the parents are not involved is because they're too young to be involved. Mm. These are young parents. They're, they wanted, you know, they started having children at 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. So they don't understand how to be parents because their children at heart they're ba- literally babies having babies now quick side note mm-hmm. you're gonna get me jumped <laughs> you're gonna get me jumped because no not because of what you just said because tell the people what you be telling these parents about me oh i, t- <laughs> the, the, I tell them you know I, I tell them i say you know my group member ariana you guys should be more like her i mean she's not She's being celibate. She's a Christian woman. And look what's going on in her life. She's always happy. She's not upset like you guys are. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have somebody screwing and, and working two jobs to try to keep some dude and getting knocked up all the time. She doesn't have any kids and she's 30. <laughs> Y'all should be more like her. I do. I tell the parents that. And uh, they don't like it. But... <laughs> Audience, would you like to hear that? (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. I mean, they come without, I try to, because I I put myself in the realm of being more than their child's teacher. Yeah. So when they come to me with these insane problems, what's wrong with you? You know, and it's it's crazy. And I said, well, y'all should talk to Ariana. She's a black woman. She doesn't do what you guys. She's got a podcast. Mm-hmm. She has her own business. Too. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't do. She doesn't care about what you guys care about. And I said she's not all. <laughs> oh my god. She's gosh. not trying to be like Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. I told one parent that, and she did get mad. But I, you know, you're not trying to be like. You're not dressing like Megan yeah. the Stallion and and not all that. Not even for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and they should try to be more like that because they, you know, they're they're wanting this 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 admiration or or this love that they're trying to get from having babies mm, talk with these guys. About it. And it's not and it's hurting the children. Yeah. So and it's coming to the point where I have to say, I can't worry about you. I have to worry about your kid. Yeah. I have to, you know, what's going on in your household. And yeah. of course they get upset with me and Cuz you you even mentioned that you said something to a parent once. Um can you stay home yeah. with your kid more? I ask, I tell them all the time, you know, when I see the children acting out, when I see them falling asleep, um, and now we're hybrid, so we're sometimes doing virtual and sometimes we're in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see them say different things, like, oh, my mom doesn't care, she's going to be at work. I tell them, 
can you quit one job or can you can you can you quit this job? Mm-hmm. Your kid needs you. Yeah. Your kid needs you. You work at Snooks. It's not like you're making a lot of money. Oh, shots fired. No, but this <laughs> But this is the part that makes it Here's the beautiful part about why I appreciate what you have to say because it is factual. It is truth. <laughs> It is <laughs> that is that's right. Okay, come on, you you you're uh, spitting on 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 the hustle. Okay, but um, but no, I appreciate it because this is something that people need to hear that they probably, if you didn't say it, wouldn't, and that's what makes this conversation so important to me because now more than ever you really see people that God is trusting his people with he's like yo I want prosperity for my folks I want um, freedom for my people I want health for my people I want wisdom for my people but that doesn't happen because folks try to save face and so when you share these things with us of how you're talking to these parents and how you you operate on me I'm they, sure they do. Tell they tell, tell the people about how you be getting called out. <laughs> I have to go to the principal's office like I'm a kid. And my principal, uh, Dr. Myers, shout out to Dr. Myers. Um, I'm glad, you know, you haven't you haven't thrown me to the wolves yet because you <laughs> You, you you very well could have and he probably will one day don't say um, that he might he, not he probably will but he has like a bottle of Pepto-Bismol this is serious he does for me <laughs> because parents call in all the time I get and the advocates they they call in on me and it's uh, but it's, honestly it's that is I take that as a compliment and I can say I can only say this lightly because it ain't me but <laughs> But I take that as a compliment on your behalf because think about how many parents don't even know the teacher's name. Think about how many parents are like, what's that class you're in? Or who's that teacher? Or tell them to now you're you're a topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's because I I focus on the children. I I focus on the children. And I, I just don't understand the parenting or lack thereof. I just, I, I don't understand what's going on in these households is atrocious. Yeah. Like I, I have a lot of my students are in such awful, awful situations. Yeah. And you know we don't want to say anything because these are African American women, and we yeah. don't want to. Oh well, we don't want to discourage you know discourage them but sometimes we have to discourage them because look at this baby like look at this look at this little girl Mm -hmm. like she's suffering yeah look at this little boy he's suffering and so yeah it's i i feel so bad and i want to take all of them home and i have i have you know big big kids and i want to take all of them but you know i can't yeah. i just can't so with a bleeding heart like that for the people that you serve because you are serving them you wake up every day you um deliver goods to them you mm-hmm. are offering yourself you're lending yourself over to them mm-hmm. when you are going home at the end of the day or sitting in your office if you have an office still with the with the hybrid situation um well the office is the classroom okay cool yeah Yeah. so when you're sitting in your classroom and you've just had this heartbreaking encounter with one of your students they've shared and you did share a story with me we won't go into it because i don't want you to get fired but (laughs) pretty sure they've they've told or maybe not because sometimes when you help people the story i'll let y'all know again this is a conversation with tamra times educator with the st louis uh, public schools so we you know we want to make sure that we're helping her keep her job even as as she schools us on some stuff but the story that i'm i'm alluding to is when a student um, had an issue. She was going without certain things at home. Oh. And Tamara made it her business to um, assist in the best way she could with this student. And and if she would have, you know, blabbed and told the next teacher, like, I love Miss Times because she, you know, did this and this for me. Um, I doubt that it would be seen as a negative from even those who, were, who have listened because that goes to show your heart. It goes to show that you are more than there for a paycheck. Because let's be honest, 
do not we do not make a lot of money um every year i don't know why but every year um so you know i have to it i don't want to but every year we have to you know end up uh, retaining somebody or i do Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that that's our job. Like, um, if we retain a certain um, certain amount of students, that's our license is up for grabs. Like, we have to go in front of uh, um, the school board. What does that mean, retaining students? Um, holding them back. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So if we have to do that, we have to, to show, okay, why. Right. Right. So I've gotten so many parents that have said I couldn't now it's been situations where I haven't gotten a hold of parents all year but as soon as I send home that pink that pink letter then they're coming oh yeah you know you I know you get at least a couple of thousand dollars for every child that you hold back I'm like oh, where are you getting this from right <laughs> like who I wish we That's did not Right, I wish and and I get, but I get the sentiment. It's not because you want to hold kids back. It's just because there's that lack of support that it's bound to happen. So if it's bound to happen, I'd rather get a check. <laughs> right, <laughs> and we lose, we could uh, lose our license, and that's and a lot of a lot of educators did not like um, Secretary um, Arnie Duncan for doing that. But I appreciate that because it keeps us on our toes. Like yeah. we have to be able to be knowledgeable of what we're teaching yeah so i understand it but yeah we don't make any money wow we'd make no money how would you say that esj educators for social justice is building and maintaining uh what would you say social justice within the education system and what could they do to do it better um because that's sure. one of the one of the pillars, okay? That's one of their goals, to build and maintain equity within the education system. How would you say that they are doing that, and what could they do better? Um, well, I know that um, they're working with uh, breaking the school-to-prison pipeline. Oh, um, they've uh, been doing that since uh, 2014, along with uh, the Obama administration. Um, and now, well, we couldn't do it with the Trump administration. <laughs> um, of so, of of yeah. So now we're we're doing it with the uh, Biden administration, and is um, we're working directly with uh, the federal aspect of it. Um, the only issue is, again, politics. Um, so since this is a red state, um, we're in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, so since this is a red state, we do have um, the commissioner educator who is a conservative and she's a Trumpian conservative. Hmm. So she's trying to bring back um, some of the policies that were done away with mm-hmm. um, under the break the prison, the pipeline um, provision. She's yeah trying to bring those back again that's where politics comes in at because she's elected hmm. so she should she should be replaced but it's hard not to get frustrated and discouraged when you hear how the system works because it doesn't make sense and i know people know it doesn't make sense people in it know it doesn't make sense but as long as it's benefiting someone's bottom line mm-hmm. it really won't change Mm-hmm. And like the clip from Jordan B. Peterson said, um, once hearts are changed, it will change. And so yeah. a lot of people say if you want to get a person's attention, affect their wallet. Yeah. Tap them pockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I, I totally agree. But I also think that we should we should pay attention. You know, mm-hmm. there's no reason why. um this lady and I can't even think of her name because I can't stand her but um, (laughs) I can't but there's no reason why she should be in this position now I will say um, with the break the um, prisoner pipeline provisions that's not um, necessarily working either Mm -hmm. with what we're doing because we've done away with in school suspension right we've done away with suspending um, students However, we don't have anything to replace that. And if we do, then we're reprimanded, again, by the parents. Like, Mm. parents don't want to admit that their kids 
or that their students have gone astray. A yeah. lot of them do not care. Well, I won't say a lot. I shouldn't say There's that. A some of them handful. Some of them do not care. Yeah. So we there there has to be something in place for that. Right. Like you can't just say okay. No more uh, in-school suspension. I knocked that over. No more in-school <laughs> suspension. No more anything. So you just continue to torture the teacher. Continue to torture your classmates that mm. are trying to learn. There is a quote that someone said. I wish I had my notebook with me so I could tell you exactly who it was. They said, when troubled kids grow up, they know when kids grow up in unsafe environments they grow up to become adults that make it unsafe for adults that's true that that's hit true. home that's one of my favorite quotes of 2021 because it just gives you a visual that's true. of what it looks like for a child and how it affects the society yeah. Um, so I thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. That's why now y'all see why I said she's an unsung hero. Well, no, not just really. out here um, taking hits one family at a time <laughs> with her cape on because <laughs> she likes to dress up, y'all. <laughs> she likes to dress up for Halloween and put on costumes. You were an eagle slash chicken this year. <laughs> she had on an eagle costume but thought she was a chicken. <laughs> That's true. So you have a sense of humor and and though, you know, uh, people might say that you are unrefined, I think you're very refined. <laughs> I think your thoughts are are valid. I I support everything that you're doing. You already know I want to be your campaign manager. So <laughs> Yeah, we're going to start small. Yes. City council. Yes. But uh, so look, yeah. look out for her. If you have enjoyed Miss um, Tamara, if you have enjoyed her thoughts, if you have enjoyed her political perspective, if you want to be involved, um, make sure you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and actually anywhere that you listen to podcasts uh, for sure. Make sure you're following on Spotify. And make sure you leave a review and, and just oh let Lord. us know. <laughs> let, she was scared, y'all. She was like, you're going to get kicked off. <laughs> I had to let her know. Um, This is mine. I run this up in here. Okay? And I support everything that, that you say, um, everything that you stand for, because it's needed and it's necessary. We don't get to the higher heights if we don't have um, adjutants like yourself and people who stand for something real and tangible so i publicly say i thank you and i honor everything that you're doing well thank you so much i feel oh i just feel like i'm gonna cry you should yeah <laughs> nobody trust me no one else in st louis feels that way but that's the thing the louder the the louder the the naysayers are the quieter the people who praise you are so i try to make it my business to tell people when i support them um when i think they're doing great things yeah i'm always in people's inboxes like you get it girl okay you you told them sir and that's awesome like that's awesome we need more of that even we should not agree on everything like we shouldn't be sycophants mm -hmm. right no but at the same time i appreciate that we can agree to disagree yeah. and say you know what you're still my sister i love you yes and all of that but we don't do that no, we don't do that for some reason i don't know why it's okay i can only accredit it to the good lord above i can only give all the credit <laughs> to jesus christ okay that's right because um that's right. i surely was not uh this type of thinker uh, nine good years ago I uh, surely it's not that I would have been like ah you're the worst um, but I wouldn't have <laughs> I don't know that I would have had the language to appreciate you and also yeah. not feel attacked for believing what I believe okay. so having my own individuality and learning to love me first yeah. and to then see me in others it was much more helpful and more healthy for me to accept all people around me and to see yeah. the strengths in other people yeah because if i want a bunch of arianas i would probably shoot myself <laughs> if oh, i if there were that. if there were a million me's i honestly would be like forget it i honestly i'm ready for heaven i want 
there to be a million you like I I wish that you were a part of like I wish that you were my students parents like Aww. my students parents would want there there needs to be more of you like hopefully oh me and Bay will give you a few <laughs> we'll give you a few students <laughs> yeah and then y'all are gonna be the same ones like wait a minute <laughs> she my kid homework now <laughs> no give them all the homework because they're gonna have homework at home and then homework at school you're gonna be here learning okay you're gonna read a book <laughs> real pages too put that kindle down <laughs> right no one reads books anymore I, I took my students books. I took my students do you know how hard it was how difficult it was to get the parents to sign off um, at the beginning of the year for the kids to have library cards like what yes the parents did not well I, six of my parents they really did not want to sign off on it I'm really were, shocked yeah, because they were like, well, mm. why, do, why, why do they need to go to the library? Yeah. And I said, because they have books, like actual books at the library. Well, you can look that up online. Oh, okay. We're going to stop it right there because I, I am outraged. I just had this conversation with myself <laughs> the other day where I was like, wow, you really... <laughs> there was a point in time when you could really do research on the internet and you could actually cite where they got their information from on the internet but i feel like wikipedia busted wide open for everybody with their falsified facts yeah but you could still get um there's yeah. still newspapers i and still journals subs- and all that yeah, stuff i still subscribe to the wall street journal even though it's conservative um i still but subscribe right. to them um, the Washington Post, I get it every day. St. Louis Post-Dispatch, a Belva News Democrat, uh, uh, the New York Times. I get it all. I yeah. still read the newspaper because yeah. I think it's so important. It is very important. Yeah. 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 And also, this podcast is important. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I, guys, we could. this is our second closing. We're at church. That's right. <laughs> because... It could, we could just continue to go on and on and on. But I am um, once again very grateful f- to have you here as a guest. You will be back. Um, and I'll say it here. You will be back for our I'm Not Black Because Part oh. 2 episode. <laughs> you know, we're going to get the juices flowing, okay? But I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, this was a fantastic episode. If you loved the content um, to for this episode because you might be listening in the daytime (laughs) but if you love the content uh, make sure you review make sure you subscribe 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 and uh, let me know what you think have a great day great night until next time bye